Here is the third chapter of my new book, Your Life Comes with Instructions. It's titled, Oneness and Self-Love. When I conducted research with my cancer patients, I concluded in that study that they lived longer because they felt loved and cared for. This conclusion led me to write my book, Why Love Heals, because I wanted to understand, if I could, how feeling loved and cared for could actually result in remission from cancer. In this process, I attempted to define what love is. I discovered it can be measured as heart coherence. It is a resonance, harmony, or synchronicity with your heart and soul. It is a universal, all-pervasive energy that flows through and connects everything. It is the deepest sense of joy, peace, and compassion. I concluded further that when our thoughts, behaviors, and experience resonate with this primary reality of compassion, harmony, and order, health is a natural consequence. Love is who we are, and experiencing love allows this all-pervasive life force energy to enter and flow more fully and easily into our bodies, where any sense of separation, the opposite of oneness, limitation, or disease, is impossible. If attempting to define love is tricky enough, here's where it gets ultra-tricky. Any attempt to define God, or this deepest sense of who we are, is essentially impossible, because whatever God is, it is surely ineffable. It is beyond any understanding that could possibly be put into words. But whatever it is, or however we define or understand it, that purest of energies is within everything. This means you, and me, and everything that is. Here's an additional reason why this is so extra tricky. Everyone has his or her own truth. Just over 100 years ago, physicists discovered an electromagnetic energy at the atomic and subatomic level. This energy, like the energy of love and compassion, is a fundamental quantum invisible force which unites all matter. This matrix of all matter has no apparent cause. At the quantum level, there is no cause and effect. Everything is intimately connected. Numbers of Nobel Prizes in Physics have been awarded for this and related discoveries. But what gets especially interesting is that all of these physicists believe that the act of observation changes the phenomena being observed. Reality, as we normally think of it physically, doesn't exist until we observe or measure it. There is no fixed reality. The universe is one of infinite potential 
and created by our individual consciousness. There is only oneness, but that sense or understanding is different for everyone. If we can accept this scientific discovery that consciousness creates, this suggests that everyone's thoughts and beliefs are constantly affecting everything else and constantly creating an ever-expanding, unending universe. This further suggests that even whatever God is, it is constantly expanding, changing, and becoming. If God, or whatever I've come to think of as divine consciousness, is truly infinite, this makes perfect sense. And so does our unlimited potential. But that's for another chapter. It is my absolute devotion in this book to get you to go within. What makes going within is so interesting is that it's such an adventure and you can't get it wrong. Although I do have words of caution, if you get to a point where you think you have it all figured out, you are surely mistaken. However, I want to share with you some personal experiences of what it has been like for me to experience my soul and sense of connectedness with everything. Many years ago, I attended a workshop titled Awakening to Oneness Through Love, presented by a good friend, Dr. Len Lasko. In an inner exercise, he asked us to connect with our essential nature. At some point, a nature scene came into my awareness and began to rain. Then the darndest thing happened. I knew I was the rain. I knew I was a part of nature. Then in another inner exercise, I was paired with a partner, and we were asked, Who am I? Before long, I knew I was the person I was sharing this exercise with. I knew it. We were one. It is this inner sense of knowing that is part of the experience of connecting with your greater being. It is a definite sense of connectedness where everything feels lined up, aligned, and connected. I keep using the word connected, but that's the best way I know to explain how it feels. Another thing that always happens for me when I ask to connect with my greater being is that I instantly begin to smile, a great big good feeling smile. Sometimes it brings tears to my eyes because I feel so aligned. Another experience for me is to feel like I'm floating, perfectly content. It's like my head is resting on the softest pillow, floating, and feeling fully aware and curious. In fact, sometimes I feel like who I am at this deepest level is what I call a curious adventurer. For highly experienced meditators like Dr. Lasko, they explain the experience as a deep presence, beingness, pure awareness, timeless knowing, 
a union with one's soul and purest consciousness, where all form dissolves into self-realization. Yet another way to explain this connection would be that it is similar to a near-death experience, where people report they are deeply loved and cared for. You're completely at peace with where you are. It is the truest sense of coming home. It is the realization that you are part of this ultimate source, where everything is connected and in perfect order. As noted in the last chapter, we are all made of the same stuff, manifesting in an infinite number of forms, so that God, or infinite self, can know itself through our individual selves' experience. I'd like now to share a personal story that came from a therapy session I had with a woman, I'll call her B, who expressed she was ashamed of being a woman. In a guided meditation, I asked her to connect with her inner wisdom. A light being appeared and began to take the form of a woman. This spiritual guide told B that she knew B was experiencing an aching to the very core of her, and she wanted B to listen very carefully to a story about a bluebird in a cage. The spirit guide then told B to reach into the cage and allow it to get on her finger. B took the bird from the cage and it looked around, and the spirit guide then asked B how she feels about the bird. B said, I love it. It seems so pure and innocent. The spirit guide then told B to throw her hand up and make it fly. And indeed, the bluebird flew away. The spirit guide said to B, Now, my little bluebird, I'm going to reach in and take you out of your cage. You may think your wings are clipped, but I want you to get used to the outside world because I'm going to toss you up and make you fly away. Your wings are only clipped in the physical world. The bluebird that flew away was flying with spiritual wings. Your line of thinking is keeping you entrenched in the physical world. It doesn't matter why you feel the way you do. It only matters what you choose. If you choose to fly away on spiritual wings, it doesn't matter what form your physical body takes, womanly or manly shape or character. It's a distraction. See that I took on for you the shape of a woman today. I'm not a woman. I am. And I'm inviting you to say the same. I am. No one need to be proud or ashamed of their physical manifestation. When you look at the image of a young male musician, you see a representation of that bluebird flying away on spiritual wings. So I invite you to think backwards. Think first of the bird in flight with spiritual wings. 
then bring it into physical form. You don't need to have pride in your womanly form. There is no pride or shame in the physical form. I'm now inviting you. You have been given this reaction to your life as a concrete experience, and it is a profound one. So extract the profound lesson. See yourself reflected in the entire world around you. This will take your attention off the physical form. Now is the time to see yourself differently, and I invite you to do so. There is nothing to ponder about the past or the future. Trust what you hear today. And then the spiritual guide took another form and dissolved away with B feeling much better. When we view the world only as a physical material reality, we're prone to think that anything not physical is untrue, mystical, or an illusion. We've got it backwards. Everything is consciousness taking form. Form of any kind is created by an eternal consciousness that physicist Max Planck called the matrix of all matter. What we have here is the opportunity to explore the joy of discovering and experiencing our infinite nature. Wherever you are and whatever you're doing, life becomes extraordinarily rich when you can see beyond into the infinite. You are an aspect of your greater being. To connect with that greater being is the most empowering experience you can have. Now, my little bluebird reader, choose to fly. Fly free. Honor and celebrate this unique lifetime you've been granted. Soar. Remember and reclaim your infinite grandeur. Fly higher still. What else would you choose to do? This is self-love. Inner exercises for this week. Allow yourself to relax and focus by repeating the affirmation you created about your ecstatic nature in the last chapter. Then see and feel yourself as the bluebird flying, completely free to live your life. Take your time. Then allow an affirmation to come into your awareness, recognizing and embracing fully and gratefully who you are right now. It could be something like, I choose to be me. Excuse me, I chose to be me in the pre-existence for the biggest and best reasons. I still choose to be me. Thank God. I'm going to be the best version of me ever. Watch me soar. 